Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Back Porch Writer Podcast, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is June 7th, 2016, and it is a bright, cheery, wonderful morning out here in just south of Fremont, Nebraska. Um, There's a little bit of noise possibly outside, so I apologize up front for that. We have some construction happening out here, and so I just, you know, there might be some noise. I don't know, some clang clanging sounds or whatever. Hopefully not. Hopefully you won't even hear any of that and it'll just be nice and peaceful and quiet for you. So I've already started my morning off with, of course, my workout, which I was able to do outside and I've done it outside for the last, I don't know, week or so. And it's really nice to be able to get outside on the deck and and do my brief workout because, you know, those of you who've been listening for a while know I do a 10 minute, minimum 10 minute workout every morning. Oftentimes it goes a little bit past 10 minutes, but that's really just my goal is the 10-minute workout uh, because I started doing these mini habits a couple of years back, just tiny, stupid, small habits that easy to implement, and then you can build on from there. And so if you have not tried that, give it a whirl. It, it really it does work. That's all I can tell you. It works. So my guest today, because I don't want to keep him waiting too long, is Tony Wilkins, and he has been on Back Porch Rider in the past, I think a couple of times. Actually, he's been on the show. Love to talk with Tony. He's got some new stuff going on, and I want him to come on and be able to tell us all about what he's up to. He happens to be the host of uh, Small Business Forum Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. So if you haven't checked out his show, do that. He interviews a lot of different people, great variety, and usually a couple different people during the show. Where I interviewed you know, one person, he does you know, something like three people in his show or something. So always a lot of fun stuff happening. So, Tony, welcome back to the Back Porch Rider Show. Hi, thank you so much for having me, and good morning to you. Good morning. I know it's pretty early where you are, so thanks for getting up. (laughs) (laughs) It is 7, well, a little bit after 7.30 in the morning, and as you know, I am not a morning person, but for you, I got up, (laughs) and I am on my first cup of coffee, and I have one eye open, so (laughs) 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 that's what I can tell you. (laughs) <laughs> here I am making you feel guilty. Yes, I've been up for a while. Exactly. I I'm like, I, I did one or two crunches, and I'm like, yeah, I just need some coffee now. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. I'm a tea drinker because I'm a tea business, and I haven't had any tea this morning. But part of it is that I don't drink as much tea during the, the summer months, spring and summer. When I get up, I tend not to drink as much. Um, but mm-hmm. the funny thing is about habits. I have a habit that's tied into my boiling the water for my tea in the morning, and I realized I wasn't doing that, and it was connected to that habit. So now I have to readjust my habit creations, and 
in little mini habits so that I can make sure I do that one thing and it's not tied to boiling water in the morning. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? It, it's, it's interesting you should say that because I make my coffee at night so that the only thing I have to do first thing in the morning is push the button. You know, because I don't want, I'm, I'm like you, I don't want to be fooling with water and, you know, where does this go? <laughs> you know, where's the water go? Where's the coffee? Now the coffee's all over the floor and, you know, I'm still waking up. So believe me, I understand. I'm, I'm with you. Take care of all that stuff at night, you know, you and then that yeah. way you don't have, you don't have to fool with it. So I'm with you. So you're a coffee drinker. So do you have, are you a strong coffee drinker? It has to be a really, really strong cup of coffee first thing in the morning because I, I used to drink at least a cup and a half, two cups a day, and now I'm I'm down to about a half a cup of coffee. And if I'm going to have coffee first thing in the morning because I don't drink it throughout the day anymore, um, it needs to be strong. It needs to be something that's going to really wake me up and that I know I've had a good cup of coffee. You know, um, I and I only drink uh, Phil's coffee. That's really popular here in uh, in the Bay Area. But uh, Phil's coffee is is really unique. It's um, uh, Phil Jaber is the is the owner over there. Amazing coffee. They have a, a system for brewing it and filtering it, and it just tastes like nothing else you've ever had. It's amazing. You know, I I am not. I am not a coffee drinker, and I actually don't even know how to make coffee at all. And um, years ago, yeah, this is this is going to get funnier. Years ago, I used to work in training and development, and I was working in an office, and we always made coffee for the people that were coming in, the customers and things that were coming in. And somebody said, well, Corey, why don't you make the coffee? And it was one of these big silver things that you had to make coffee, and I had no idea what to do. I said, well, I don't know how to make coffee. Oh, it's easy. Just do this, this, and this. Okay, fine. So I went and I made the coffee. I thought I followed the directions. And then later I found out that apparently it is possible to make coffee too strong <laughs> for people. It is, it is. And people think that, you know, making coffee is really simple. There really is an art to making a really good cup of coffee because a bad cup of coffee or, you know, in your case, a bad cup of tea can really screw up your day. You know, and then the next <laughs> thing you know, you're you're like everything's a little off kilter. And, you know, if I run them out of creamer or out of sugar, I won't drink the coffee, and then my day is ruined, you know, or my morning. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm one of those people. Then I've got to kill so, everybody in my sight. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ask you, you're here. We're we're having a great time talking about this coffee and everything. And, you know, it, it one of the things that I know as a, a former speaker is that I you have to have a ton of energy going into that type of work, just a ton of energy. And some people use things like coffee or tea or Red Bull <laughs> to get themselves <laughs> going so that they can get up there and do it. But I don't know, do you have uh, tips for people who are in the public speaking realm for how to get themselves revved up to either get customers or to just get up in front of people? Pick one. You know, it's so interesting. You would say that it takes a lot of um, it takes a lot of um, energy to get in front of people because I was just having this conversation with a colleague of mine who we were uh, we did the uh, Small Business Week, and uh, that's an annual thing. It's a really big deal for for speakers if you can you know if you're selected and. 
one of the things that we both noticed, he's a little bit older than I am, but one of the things we both noticed is uh, after we had done our, our talks, we were both exhausted. And I said, are you as, as tired as I am? He's like, he's, he's like, yeah. He's like, you want to go sit down somewhere? I'm like, what happened? It's it sort of, <laughs> it's an adrenaline thing, I think. And because once you're in front of people, or at least me, once I'm in front of people, I'm on. You know, I've got a lot of energy. I want to talk to people. I want to hear what they have to say. You know, it's my workshops are always interactive. And, you know, the minute you're off, it's sort of like, okay, enough. I can I can sit down and somebody hand me a vodka. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where it really does take a lot out of you. People think that public speaking is so easy. Oh, I just want to get up there and entertain and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And so to answer your question, you know, when you're um, – when you're getting in front of people, one of the things that you really want to keep in mind is you want to give really good content. Many speakers, what I see them doing is they will get in front of a room full of people and then it's showtime. You know, they gotta get out there and they've gotta they've gotta you know song and dance and you know and how much money do you want to make today? And that I'm not that kind of speaker. I'm let me give you. The, the real deal on, you know, whatever the topic is, you know, and here's some tips that I want you to remember. I make it, you know, interesting, entertaining, but I'm not a showman because I think that takes too much energy and that's not my personality anyway. But if you can give really good content, um, that's what people want to see because when they see a showman, they know it's also a sales pitch. People are not stupid, you know, so you have to get in front of people. You have to give them really good content in order to really reach them. It's got to be applicable to, you know, whatever is going on in their lives. Otherwise, they're not they're going to tune you out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hopefully that so answers we, your question. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I t- I'm an introverted person, and so it, it takes a tremendous amount of energy for me to get up and do any speaking at all. And I'm like you. I'm on, and it's let's go, let's go, let's go. And then right after, oh, I just hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, and so you totally know the, the, the interesting thing is people always want to talk to you afterwards, and the yeah. only thing you want to do is go find a seat somewhere. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, if you're like me and you've given really good content, people are like, oh, I want to talk to you. I really love the, what you have to say. And you're like, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, move. I want to go sit down because I'm exhausted. <laughs> I just... No, but it's, it's really terrific. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's really terrific when somebody um, really connects with whatever you're talking about. And, you know, part of your job is not only to connect and give good content, but to also be of service, you know, to the, the audience, the attendees. That's the That's the gig. So we're a little bit of ahead of ourselves here because we're already jumping into, hey, you've got the speaking gig. <laughs> how, how do you actually get the speaking gigs? What do you do? Uh, well, I'm going to give you two answers. <clears throat> the short answer is you have to do the work. And what the longer that I'm in the, uh, the speaking industry, the more I'm beginning to realize that a lot of speakers don't want to do the work. And when I say do the work, that means – 
my allergies are acting up today, pardon me. That means that you've got to pick up the phone, you've got to make the phone calls, you've got to send out emails and one sheets, you've got to make the inquiries, you've got to Google search, you've got to go on, you know, the different websites to see what kind of events and, you know, workshops that are coming up that maybe you can participate in. You've got to be willing to do the work. If you want to, if you're just getting started, one of the best ways to get a speaking gig is to start uh, speaking at the SBA, the local Small Business Administration, because they are always booking speakers, and it's a volunteer gig, and you know you're not going to get uh, paid. But the reason why you do it is you want the experience, <clears throat> excuse me, and you want to be able to um, get in front of a room full of people, and they do all the promotion for you. But that doesn't mean that you can't make any money. And the mistake that a lot of speakers make is they go to they say, Oh, I don't want to do the SBA, it's a non paying gig and you know, these are solopreneurs and they're not gonna be interested. Well, that's bull. Because if you get in front of someone and they like what you have to say and you talk to them a little bit about who you are and what you do, chances are they're gonna to come to you and say A, I want to talk to you about your products and services, or B, I want to connect you with someone who can help you get your next gig, which may be a a paying gig. You know, the the bottom line is when you're uh, just getting started, you want the exposure. You want to get in front of as many people as possible so you can get your message out. That's the key. There's no better way to do that than by going to the SBA. And then there are, you know, there's the NABO, that's the National Association of Women Business Owners. There is, uh, you know, the Small Business Development Centers. And, and every city has one, so you just have to do a little bit of work and do a little bit of research. That's all. There's also, um, the, I know here we've got the TEDx Omaha event. And that's, you know, 30 or so minutes mm-hmm. from me. It's Omaha. But I'm sure you guys have TEDx San Francisco, right? We do have te- – I haven't seen San Francisco TEDx, but, you know, you're absolutely right. The TEDx uh, uh, systems are all over the world. They are a little bit more difficult to get into because there are so many people – uh-oh. There are so yeah. many people that are looking to get into TEDx. You just have to do the research. And not every speaking opportunity is going to be right for you. You have to, you know, locate the, the speaking gigs that are applicable to what you want to talk about and what your audience is going to be interested in. And that, that mm-hmm. also brings me to my other tip, if I may. Um, a lot of speakers make the mistake of saying, oh, I want to talk about anxiety, and that's all I want to talk about, and you know, and I'm going to go to my local chamber and I'm going to speak on, on anxiety, which is okay. And there's nothing wrong with talking about your, your key topic if it's applicable to the audience. The mistake that a lot of speakers make is they want to talk about what they want to talk about instead of talking about what other people are interested in. And then they wonder, mm-hmm. well, why didn't I resonate? Why didn't people buy from me? Why didn't, you know, why am I not selling any any uh, any of my products or services? It's because you were giving a talk that nobody was interested in. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? uh, and I see a lot of speakers make that mistake. 
you know, just because they have really good content, they assume that everybody's going to be interested in, in it, and that's not really the case. It has mm-hmm. to be applicable to the audience. You tailor your talk to your audience, you know. So, mm-hmm. for example, I have 30 different topics that I talk about, but it's all under the heading of small business. And so what I try and do is I make it really applicable to whatever audience that I'm talking about. I'm hosting the women's conference uh, in October, and so anything that I talk about is going to be applicable to women in business, you know, Mm -hmm. special needs, uh, Mm -hmm. not, I shouldn't say special needs, the needs of women, because women do business differently than men, and I'm the only male speaker. You know, it's my it's my conference, so I can I can do that. But all the other speakers are going to be women, and so what I want to do is I want to sort of have a talk that's really going to resonate with all the women there and women mm-hmm. in business. That's kind of a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's so true that you have to do even the research on the area where you are because if you're if you're not familiar with, I used to speak and go all over the place, and so it was important for me to know if I'm in. Um, Nashville, Tennessee, to have some idea what Nashville is all about and bring a little bit of that into what I'm talking about, even if Absolutely. I'm there. And back then, I was there to talk about careers and, and things, um, job skills acquisition programs and, and how to implement those kind of programs. But I always had to bring in something about the area where I was so that I could connect with the people. It helped me connect faster, actually, if I did that well, little bit. Well, not only that, it's sort of, you know, public speaking is sort of like being a stand-up comedian. You've got to know your audience, and some jokes mm-hmm. are not going to are going to work, and some jokes are not, depending on where you are. One of the things that I do when I'm speaking outside of my, my immediate area is I ask questions because, you know, the talks that I do are more interactive, so I ask you know, has anybody been to this restaurant, blah, 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 and, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you guys think of it? And, you know, talk to me a a little bit about the economy here, you know, because I want to know. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, because you can't really help anybody with anything unless you ask some really good questions and you really Mm -hmm. get to the heart of what it is that they need. You can't can't sell anybody anything unless you know what they need. Absolutely, absolutely. So your book, The Career Whisperer, it's behind the podium, a step-by-step guide to booking speaking engagements. It's available over on Amazon, I know, because I was over there and Mm -hmm. saw it. (laughs) Is it available anywhere other than Amazon? Uh, To my knowledge, the only place you can get it is Amazon, but um, I I think the distributors are going to have it on different websites and that sort of thing. It's not really in bookstores at this point. But that's kind of the reason why I'm doing the books for, um, you know, beginning at the uh, around the end of this month. But Amazon, it's on Kindle, it's on uh, Amazon, and what's really terrific about this book is, uh, besides the fact that it's selling really, really well, is the fact that people seem to really get it. The the book is only a hundred pages, but what's in it are step. It's literally a step by step guide to getting more speaking gigs, or if you're just getting started, figuring out how do I become a speaker? How do I actually make money speaking? And the reason why I wrote the book was because I was getting so many emails from speakers who were saying, I, I've been doing this for two or three years, and I'm, I'm struggling. I, you know, I can't make my mortgage. I don't know 
how to do this, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking to give up. And so I said, well, I was looking for another topic for, you know, another book, and I said, well, you're doing this. You're making money. Why not just put it into into a book form? And apparently it, it seems to resonate with a lot of people because the, the book is uh, doing really, really well. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. And, you know, and I like those kind of guides. I don't like the, the books that go out and they're supposed to be how-to guides, but they're just filled with fluff, and it drives me nuts. I'm like, just bottom line it for me. <laughs> I just well, not only do I bottom do. line it for you because that's kind of the teacher that I am, I bottom line it, um, but I also list some uh, key places where you need to go to get going as a speaker, you know, so – you know the SBAs and the Navos. You know those are listed. I also give you some other uh, some other organizations that book speakers on a regular basis, and I give you a sort of how to approach them. If you're going to approach a organization or a meeting planner, you know there's some there are things that you have to do. For example, you know a lot of organizations will take a look at the one sheet, and you have to know how to put together a one sheet. You know, so I give you sort of an outline of this is what you need to have on a one sheet. This is what a one sheet is. And that was really sort of shocking to me. A lot of speakers still don't know what a one sheet is, have no idea, never done it, never seen one. Um, and, and I said, how are you getting, how are you getting booked? You know, and they'll say, well, you know, I, I, so far I, it's been referrals. People have, have heard me speak, and somebody will say, well, you need to contact this person, and I haven't had to do a one-sheet, which I can kind of understand because I, even though I have a one-sheet, I rarely ever send it out. I only send out my bio, and that's what gets me uh, gets me uh, gigs. Mm-hmm. That actually doesn't surprise me, the whole not knowing – because you, when you're getting into something, you don't – even know necessarily the questions to ask because you just don't know what you don't know. And it happens with people mm-hmm. in the, with writers mm-hmm. too. I mean, I've met lots of writers and I was among them at one point that didn't understand that you needed what you're calling a one sheet, something similar for a writer um, that you can send to libraries or to um, schools and things like that. So that they know there's a whole packet of information that you need to put together to send to a school so that they're ready for your author visit, but you wouldn't, you don't always know as an author what to put in there, and and so that doesn't surprise me actually at all. I'm, well, yeah, you know. I mean, I, here's a, a really terrific example. Cause and, and when this person told me, well, I don't know how to do it when she's all by referrals, I I, I got it because um, at Small Business Week recently, there was a woman sitting in the audience who's uh, with the public library. She heard me speak, loved what I had to say, and she said, you know, we're having a lot of trouble. Um, getting speakers to come and speak. And, you know, we've got a room and we want to do more business stuff and that sort of thing. Would you be interested? And I said, sure. You know, as long as we can make an offer, we're happy to do it. And um, she had never seen my one sheet. She just saw me speak, you know, and she really liked what I had to had to do. Well, what's interesting is because I have a, a booking service for speakers, I said, well, I'd be happy to come and speak, but I want to get my my speakers in on this as well. Can we have a few dates uh, where we can book speakers? And she said, absolutely. Well, you know, all my speakers are now booked to speak at the public library, and they can make an offer, which is kind of how speakers make their money. They can make their, their money, 
and um, you know, and it, it was a win-win for all of us, you know. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what you want to what you want to do. But you still need to have a one sheet, or you need to have something that's really going to get the meeting planner's attention. And for those people mm-hmm. who are not sure what a one sheet is, a one sheet is simply a literally a one sheet. It's kind of like a speaker's resume. This is who you are. This is what you do. This is what you charge for a keynote. And these are some of the topics. Which brings me to my other my other tip. If you're going to speak, you need to have more than one topic. I cannot say this enough. You need to have more than one topic that you can speak on. Because meeting planners will take one look at your one sheet and say, oh, this person only talks about anxiety, and that's it. Okay, we're going on to the next person, because we're not booking anxiety speakers. You need to have different topics so that they see that you can talk about multiple things. If you're in business, you should be able to talk about multiple things, how how to run a business, what it's like Mm -hmm. to be a woman-owned business, you know, tax tips, you know, anything that mm-hmm. you can educate your core audience about, that's what you what you need to talk about. But it also needs to be under the heading of your main topic. You know, so going back to what I said earlier, you know, I talk about small business, but I have 30 different topics. Now, I don't list all 30 different topics. I, I list two or three, <clears throat> excuse me, two or three topics, and then uh, that's what that's what gets me booked. You know, the uh, meeting planner takes a look at my one sheet or my bio, and they say, "Oh, this is somebody that I want to book." And that's how you do it. Tony, I want to thank you so much for being with me here on the show today. I want everybody to go out and check out the Career Whisperer behind the podium. Tony always has great information to share with everybody, as you can tell from him talking with us today. So, thank you, Tony, for mm-hmm. being with me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. We'll get some more coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, yes, I am going to go get some more coffee. (laughs) Have a great day. All right, you too. Take care. So it is the career whisperer behind the podium. Go check it out. If you want to be a speaker, this is one of the ways that you can get some information on how to do that. Just a quick note, um, I have openings on the program here on Back Porch Rider beginning in August. June and July are booked. I've got um, Tracy Christensen next week, Jen Akubo the following week. He writes Romance Quarter. Some of you may know that name. It's coming on the show on June 28th. But if you want to be a guest on the Back Porch Rider program, you can just go over to the website, backporchrider.com, uh, go to the page that says Guest Spots. And you can follow the instructions from there to get yourself booked on the show. Uh, Interviews are about 15 minutes. Sometimes they go a little bit longer, uh, but generally it's 15 minutes. Uh, Just fill out the information, and I'll get sent a message that you have booked time to be on the show. There are going to be, again, some changes coming to the program. Um, I have decided to apply to graduate school, and so fingers crossed I will be starting in fall, hopefully. And so that may bring some changes to the show. Nothing too major. It'll still be on Tuesdays. There may be a little bit more pre-recording rather than live, but we'll just have to go with the flow and see how it all plays out. One last thing, Storytellers Boot Boot Camp is coming up June 13th through the 17th. The guys over at Self-Publishing Podcast, uh, Sterling and Stone, have put this together. It sounds really interesting. I signed up for it because I thought it would be a lot of fun. But, again, it's the Storytellers Boot Camp, June 13th through the 17th. Um, 
by Sterling and Stone, the guys over at the Self-Publishing Podcast. So check it out. I don't think it's too late to get involved in that. I've been getting some emails reminding me that it's all going to be a lot of fun. So that's all I have time for today. Thank you for joining me here on Back Porch Writer, the show for writers about writers and writing. Have a great remainder of the week. I hope it's bright and cheery where you are, but if it's not, you know, enjoy the rain. Go dance in it or something like that. That can be just as fun, quite frankly. I I'm going to be doing some writing and maybe go watch a movie today and maybe do a little archery. We'll see. I've got a kind of a a lazy day planned today for myself. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackWorksWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a spell, and write. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.